This morning, we would like to continue by discussing effective witnesses. We want to look at effective witnesses. Last week, we were talking about the fact that we are witnesses for Christ. But it is not just enough for us to be witnesses. We want to be effective witnesses. Witnesses who obtain the desired results. Not just witnesses, but witnesses who obtain the desired results. That's who we want to be. Witnesses who are impactful. Witnesses who are bringing changes to our world. Witnesses of whom it can be said by people around us, just like they spoke concerning the apostles in Acts chapter 17. Let's go there, Acts chapter 17. In Acts chapter 17, can someone just read verse six for me? Verse six of Acts 17 says something, and this is what it means to be effective. I will be looking at some men this morning who were effective witnesses for God. We may pick one of them for our text, but we will refer to others. And we'll be looking specifically at actually what it will take to be effective witnesses for Christ. You will ask yourself, if the witnesses that God had in the United Kingdom here have been effective, will the church have been where the church is today? Let's ask ourselves. If the witnesses God is having now in other parts of the world have been effective, would the situation be the same in those nations of the world? We should be asking ourselves. Crowding ourselves in large numbers and in large congregation is not sufficient. It's about, are we making the desired impact on earth? Are we bringing about the desired results? I think it's the most crucial question the church should be asking now. Can it be said concerning us, just the way it was reported concerning these apostles, we're going to just read a verse concerning their exploit in their time, showing their effectiveness. Can the same thing be said of us? Someone to read Acts 17, verse 6. But when they did not find them, they dragged Jason and some other believers before the city officials, shouting, These men who have caused trouble 
all over the world have now come here. Okay. Your translation, that's fine. That's verse six. Your, your translation, Flavia, says, these men who have caused trouble all over the world, they have now come to us. Actually, that word is not actually, they didn't quite talk about it as trouble per se. There was a word they actually used in and other translations that would bring what they were saying out for us to see. Yes? Turn the world upside down. These men who turned the world upside down, they've turned the world upside down. With their presence, nothing has remained the same again. They've changed things. They've made impact that could not be denied. That's what they were saying. Hallelujah. If you, if you know us at this point in time, the percentage of the population they were talking about, they were very small, yet very impactful. There were relatively very few people causing these troubles they were talking about, good trouble for the, for the land. Hallelujah. That's what God needs. And our prayer, if you want to join me in praying, should be that will become effective in the hands of God. It will become effective instruments in the hands of God. Wherever we are, wherever we are positioned, that will become effective. That our testimonies for Jesus will be impactful. We'll touch the heart of someone. We'll touch the lives of people. We'll touch families and turn things around for them for the very best. Things are already upside down. God wants people who turn them the right way up. That's the heart of God for this hour. And now we're going to read Acts, the book of Acts, perhaps the the one I would like to take is Acts chapter 22. Let's take Acts chapter 22. In Acts chapter 22, I'm going to be starting, we are going to start the reading from verse six. It's going to be a fairly long reading. Uh, and I'm going to, Read from here. Now it happened as I journeyed and came near Damascus at about noon. Suddenly, 
a great light from heaven shone around me. Here we are reading the, uh, the report of our brother, Paul, about his own way of life. If you read from verses 1 to 5, he was talking about his previous way of life in religion. His exploit in the religion of his fathers, what he did, how he persecuted the church. So he had a way of life before having this encounter that we're going to be reading about and the result of that. If you remember last week, we're saying, really to be a witness, one thing you must have is an encounter. You must at least be able to report an encounter. An encounter that has changed your life story. An unforgettable moment of experience of God. That's what we are talking about. That has turned you around for his glory. Anyone without such an encounter needs to desire one. Because otherwise, you are just being religious. And I'm praying that each of us here will have an encounter that will change our life, turn our life around in Jesus' name. Amen. The point of salvation is a key point in encounters with God. You should be able to remember when the Lord encountered you and your life changed. And you became saved. If you haven't got that, don't just journey on. Something has to happen to you. The light of the gospel will need to shine in your heart. Just as we are saying here. Say, so, uh, now it happened. It happened. It must happen for you. Now it happened. It was so memorable. It happened. As it happened for you. Or your life is just the same. And all you have simply done is association with church, with Christians. For Paul, it happened. Now, so he was journeying, he was traveling in his life journey, and all of us were in the journey. Then he went on. And I fell, verse 7, and I fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? So I answered, who are you, Lord? And he said to me, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom you are persecuting. Have you experienced Jesus? Have you experienced Christ? In a way that you cannot forget. I'm not necessarily saying you have to see a physical light. I'm not necessarily saying you have to see a vision. I'm not necessarily saying you have to dream a dream. I'm simply saying, have you encountered Jesus? Have you experienced him in your inner man? 
in such a way that you cannot be the same again. That's what we call encounter. Because I, I thought I need to break this down because we have people who are yet young amongst us. We have people who we can't afford to use big, big words for. We want everyone to understand the same way. Let's go on. And those who were with me in this saw the light and were afraid, but they did not hear the voice of him who spoke to me. That's very important, isn't it? It simply shows that you can be in a whole, in a crowd and you may be the one God's hand is reaching out to, even as I'm speaking right now. You may be one person who is hearing the voice of God louder than anyone else. There's a way God speaks to the heart of a person as no other person that no other person can even understand the depth of what you are perceiving, where you are. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. As the prophetic word was coming this morning, there's a way it came to me that is different from all of you. And I'm sure there's a way, if you have opened your heart, that it has come to you, that will be completely different from mine. That is what we call personal encounter. It's about your sensitivity to what God is doing, what God is saying, and what God wants to do in your life. Brothers and sisters, when I say it should be a dynamic encounter, I said that yesterday, uh, last week. Yearn for that, that you don't come into the presence of God just for association. You have come for a, a Unique touch of God. Look at that woman. The Bible said the multitude were pressing on Jesus, but she had an encounter that was personal to her. God wants to deal with you personally, just to make you a great witness. What God wants to do in your life and in your family will be completely different from what he wants to do in another family. If you are open to him, he will do it. You will hear his voice in your heart. Mm -hmm. Nobody will tell you, you just know God is speaking to me today. And that is what changes lives of people. Our goal is to prepare men to encounter God, to experience God for themselves. We don't want to be in between. We just want to be facilitators. in the process of bringing men to Jesus that they may encounter him. And that's what we are doing, even our messages. If our messages cannot achieve that, if all you hear is what I am saying, I'm not hearing the voice of God through me, we haven't achieved anything yet. We have simply become a mediator between you and God. We don't need any other mediator. Christ is the mediator. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Are you following this message this morning? I'm actually going completely different from what I set out to do, but I believe God is saying something this morning. 
Let's go on. So in summary, desire something that is personal, that you can own. Amen. Paul had it. Even in the midst of a group of people. We go to verse 9. And those who were with me in this saw the light and were afraid, but they did not hear the voice of him who spoke to me. So I said, what shall I do, Lord? And the Lord said to me, arise and go into Damascus. There you will be told all things which are appointed for you to do. You see, meetings like this and other meetings that we have only become meaningful. Are you following me? When something has happened to you. Amen. Then gatherings like this will simply facilitate the process of you becoming all that God wants you to be. Fellowship is important with others. Sharing meetings like this with others is very important. No one should remain on their own. And that's why God could not do everything he wanted to do or say everything he wanted to say to Paul on his own. Are you getting me? Then God will have made him a complete island on his own. No one exists like that. You will see that the words that came this morning, they came from different people. Are you following me? And that is how God makes us who he wants us to be. God wants to put us in a family like this, in a fellowship, where others can be used as instruments, as vessels, in the process of God making us who he wants us to be. And you then become incorporated into that, being used also to facilitate the journeys of others in becoming effective in the things that God wants them to, to do and achieve. Hallelujah. That is the way the body works. No one comes to church meetings to spectate, although that is what is going on in our time. And we must not promote that culture. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's go on. Verse uh, 11 now. And since I could not see for the glory of that light, being led by hand of those who were with me, I came into Damascus. Then a certain Ananias, a devout man, according to the law, having a good testimony with all the Jews who dwell there. Can you see a man? There was one man among the Jews who had the testimony. He had, he had a reputation. Are you following me? In, in, in recent witnesses, God needs people who also have testimonies. Hallelujah. You cannot be effective even in helping others to become effective 
if you don't have a clear testimony. Let's, let's trust God to build clear testimonies for us. Ananias had a clear testimony. He was an effective witness in his own place where God had put him. He, may not, he might not have been as popular as Peter and John and James, but, but when God needed him, he found a witness. He found a disciple. He found a man with a testimony. When God makes people, can he find you? Amen. Look at it. That man and I came to me, verse 13, and stood and said to me, Brother Saul, receive your sight. And at that same hour, I looked up at him. Brother Saul, receive your sight. Amen. Amen. Let me just quickly say this in person. It's not any. So let's be comfortable when we call ourselves sisters and brothers. We won't be the first people to do it. This is scriptural. Amen. 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 It shows our relationship. It shows how much we are related. You don't have to put it. You don't have to say brother. You don't have to say sister. You can just call people by their names. I can call people by their names, but if we do it, let's also be comfortable with it. Are you following me? It is scriptural. It's our family culture. Does this make sense to you? Then let's go on. Then he said, the God of our fathers has chosen you that you should know his will and see the just one and hear the voice of his mouth. Can you see the purpose of God choosing any one of us to bring us into a personal relationship with Jesus where we can hear him, where we can see him, where we can encounter him for ourselves? Let me repeat again, effective witnesses, they are a product of growing intimate, personal relationship with Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's go on. For you, for you will be his witness to all men of what you have seen and heard. Can you see where witness comes from? The things you have seen, the things you have heard from him, from him, not just from others. It's good to talk about what you have heard from others, but what will truly make you effective if what you yourself, you have heard. As I'm speaking now, if you, if you go beyond just hearing me and hearing Jesus through me, then you have something to tell someone else.
desire this. Desire this. Witnesses their products of intimate, personal relationship with Jesus. We cannot be effective otherwise. Let's go on quickly. And now, why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sin, calling on the name of the Lord. There are things we still need to do, like we said. There are baptisms that people need, we need to take people through. Baptism in water, baptism in the Holy Spirit, they're essential, but we'll come to that shortly. But they are part of the things we need to do. Amen. Once people have repented from their sins. What we cannot do is to baptize sinners. No, we can't do that. It, it makes, it's nonsense. It's an abuse of the scripture. So we'll go and baptize people with the hope that they will change after we have baptized them. No, the change happens inside. We have a, they have a testimony of salvation. Then we baptize them. Amen. It's not the other way around. We know there are churches who do it, but it's not correct. Do you have a testimony? And that's why when we want to baptize people, say, tell the people why you would like to be baptized. What has happened to you that you want to be baptized, that now has led to you openly coming to be baptized? Because the baptism in water is an open testimony of what has what had happened to you. And for those of you who have not had baptism in water, and I'm talking by immersion, okay? not by sprinkling water on your head, by immersion. If you haven't had it, let's prepare for it. We are trusting God to make room for us now that the, the, the restrictions have been removed. Let's go. Yes, um, verse 17, now it happened when I returned to Jerusalem and I was praying in the temple and I was in a trance. You can call it a vision or whatever. And I saw him saying to me, make haste. Can you see that? He saw him. I saw him. I met with him. You, you now understand what we call by dynamic encounters. Dynamic, not just one-off. For some of us, we have had an encounter for which we can talk about, but it has been many years ago. These are fresh encounters with God. Fresh moment of experience of God. That's what I'm talking about. It makes us better and better. It makes us more effective in our witnesses for him. Amen. Paul had it, began to hear his voice. And we 
are trusting God for an assembly where everyone, including children amongst us, can hear the voice of Jesus clearly. You can hear the voice of the Holy Spirit right inside your own heart. That's the church you want to be in. I had God speaking to me. That's not heresy. That's not saying too much. Are you following me? It's the reality of the Christian life that everyone can hear God for themselves in their hearts. I'm not, ne- I'm not necessarily talking about audibly. I'm talking about something within you, witnessing clearly, loudly inside your heart. And you know that this is God speaking to me. Amen. Amen. This is how people become living testimonies for Jesus. Living witnesses for Jesus. This is how people become effective. It's the absence of this that has led to the church just becoming traditional without impact. This is where the problem is. If we are tracing the problem, let's go back to the root of it. How many people in our different churches and congregations can truly say, this is what God has spoken to me. I need to be truly what God has spoken to them, not the imagination of their hearts. Not just their own whims and caprices. Do we get the point we're making? Mm-hmm. Let's build a community where everyone has a relationship with Jesus, hearing him for themselves. Even as we gather together, even though it's someone else God is using to speak, but they know God is speaking to me through what that sister is saying, through what that brother is bringing. And my life cannot remain the same again because I've heard his voice. You have a question in your heart. You should come into the church of God. And as the word of God is going to say, that is it. That is it. That is answered. Are you following me? We must know the diverse ways in which God speaks. It may come directly to you. It may be through some other channels. But in your heart, you cannot deny say, that is me. God is talking about. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's go on. It says, make haste and get out of Jerusalem quickly, for they will not receive your testimony concerning me. So I said, Lord, they know that in every synagogue I imprison and beat those who believe on you. And when the blood of your martyr Stephen was shed, I also was standing by consenting to his death and guarding the clothes of those who were killing him. Then he said to me, depart. I will send you far from here to the Gentiles. Mm. So that was how his ministry began. And God began to use him in different places. Mm. Of course, obedience is going to be key if we are going to be effective. Hallelujah. Effective witnesses are obedient witnesses. That is just in summary what 
we can see about the life of our brother Paul. And from here, I just want to then begin just to summarize, just to highlight a few things that make people effective as witnesses. The first thing we want to see from here is that an effective witness must be an eyewitness, isn't it? An eyewitness. You must have seen. You must have experienced. You must be an eyewitness. You cannot be effective if you are not an eyewitness. So I'm just listing one, one point after the other now. Number one, an eyewitness, because Paul was an eyewitness. Was he not? He was an eyewitness. It was about what he had seen, about what he has had and what he has seen. An eyewitness. An experience, a testimony coming from a personal experience of God. That's what we call eyewitness. Not that they said, I tasted of him. I saw him for myself. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste it for yourself. I have done. That's, that's, that's what our message is. I have done. You come into that. Come and see. Do you have a come and see testimony? Come and see. Look at what Peter said. Let me just add Peter so that I go to the second one. In First Peter, in, no, in Second Peter chapter one, Second Peter chapter one, Second Peter chapter one. You remember when Peter was talking? He, he got to verse sixteen of chapter one, and he said. For we did not follow cunningly devised fables when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are not telling you cunningly devised fables. Can someone read just that, that word for me, cunningly devised fable, in another translation? What does that mean? I want the young people amongst us also to be reading. Yes, that verse 16. Okay. For we did not follow cunningly devised fables when we made known to you the power and the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. We were eyewitnesses of his majesty. Effective witnesses are eyewitnesses. We were eyewitnesses. We saw it for ourselves. These were not, you know, story, story, storytelling. We are not just telling story, story. It's not moonlight story we are telling here. <laughs> are you getting me? We are not talking about fables, unfounded stories. Make-believe stories. No, we are talking about what we saw. And, I, and I'm praying that all of us will have so much confidence in us. I said, no, what I'm talking to you from this scripture 
is true. It can be proven. Because I've seen it, I've encountered it. Oh, may that be our experiences in Jesus' name. Amen. For he received from God the Father honor and glory. When such a voice came to him from the excellent glory, this is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. And we heard this voice, which came from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. We were high witnesses. We were eyewitnesses. We heard, we saw. Hallelujah. May we see, may we experience God in a special way, even from this day, that our lives may not remain the same again, and that we may have testimonies that are life-touching, life-changing, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I can pick another person, but let's go to the second point. To be effective witnesses, we must be anointed witnesses. We must be empowered witnesses. We said that last week. We must be anointed. We must be endued. There must be the experience of, an, of the anointing over our life. Even Jesus Christ could not do it, could not be a witness for heaven, a witness for the Father on earth without that. We need the endowment of God. We need anointing. We need the, 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 the help of the helper, the Holy Spirit in this matter. And that is why we said last week, baptism in the Holy Spirit is unavoidable for us. It's, it's something all of us must thirst after. It's something all of us must yearn to have. It's something all of us must desire to have. It is not just for tongue speaking. It is for effectiveness. It's for us to become all that God wants us to be. And I'm saying this just to stir up our heart for those who are not yet baptized in the Holy Spirit, begin to, to yearn to have that experience, desire it. And that opportunity is coming shortly. It's coming soon. In Jesus' name. And it may even happen to you where you are, even right now, or in the course of the week, or at any time. Or just decide, say, I want to have the experience of baptism in the Holy Spirit. Have an experience from God. Hallelujah. Anointed. Someone to read for me, Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Acts 10, 38. Talking about Jesus Christ himself. How was he so effective in the things that he did that all could see and not be able to deny something had happened to him? 
something happened to me. And I can flip back to read the same thing from Luke chapter 4. But something happened to him. Then he told the disciples exactly the same thing. Yes, who is reading Acts 10.38 for me? How God anointed, anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went around doing good and healing, all were under the power of the devil, because God was with him. Amen. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. How God anointed him. That he went about doing good, healing all of them who were oppressed of the devil. Because God was with him. The anointing of God did the work. Read the next verse for me. We are witnesses of we everything. We are witnesses. Go on. Of everything he did in the country of the Jews and yes. Jerusalem. They killed him. By okay, that's fine. That's fine. So we are witnesses. There are things that are undeniable. We are we, we saw it for ourselves. We saw the things that did for ourselves. It was an effective witness, producing witnesses by the reason of the anointing. And that is why he said in Acts 1:8, and you will receive power after that the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the world. Anointed witnesses. We must desire the anointing of God if we must be effective as witnesses. Don't just sit there to be, to be a, a passive receiver. Say, okay, those who are anointed, let them just be doing it for us. We are happy. No. Say, Lord, I want to be anointed with the person of the Holy Spirit to be able to do the things you will want me to do. You will want me to achieve in this life for your glory. It's, it must start from desiring it for the promises for you, the promises for me, and all who our Lord we call. Because of time, we're going to stop here. We may have to continue this message another time. But we have highlighted two things that you have you want to go home with. High witnesses, anointed witnesses, a people of the anointing, a people of the anointing. You know, Christ means the anointed one. Christians mean a people of the anointing. Hallelujah. Amen. Product Amen. of anointing. That's who we are. In the likeness of the anointed one. Let's bow down heads as we just talked about this morning. What do you want to desire of the Lord this morning? Talk to the Lord.
in whichever way you have heard the voice of the Lord this morning, in that same area, respond to him. As you've been going on for so long, you don't even know how God speaks, how God talks to you. You cannot be effective just on the testimony of another. Desire that from today, you begin to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit within you, inside of you, illuminating your heart, opening your eyes, and changing your life. Pray that you will become effective wherever God will place you, in whichever place you'll be, your testimony will be impactful your life will touch others for his glory. I'm gradually beginning to discover it is not difficult to make impact, honestly speaking. It is not difficult to influence people. Not at all. Just have a clear testimony yourself and your life will begin to rub on others. Influence others. Pray that you will be effective. And when you open your mouth to speak, it will be powerful. It will strike someone to heart. Who will deny that Paul was an effective witness for the Lord? Who will deny that Peter was? Pray that you will become one. Even as we continue in this journey, and as many different people bring the word of God to us, all I want you to focus on is, how can I become more effective as a witness for Christ? In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. 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 Go in the presence of the Lord. Have a great week, and the Lord bless you all. Amen. Amen.